are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Well, I'm excited to be here with you guys this morning, up here anyway. Um, there we are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to have to really work around this pole here. <laughs> Am I over here? Am I over here okay? Is this all right, uh, Carson? Thanks. Um, yeah, good. Well, I'm, uh, I'm stoked. Uh, I, it's kind of a funny, a funny thing. It's just been such a crazy busy season. Um, I'm like, you know, I, Lauren was asking, why are you excited? I'm like, well, you know, I really haven't had the time to put in that I really want to, to, to do a good performance, you know? <laughs> like, I, I really, you know, want to show up with my A game. And, and, uh, and we were talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's not never really how I ever do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, it's just excited to see what the Lord does, because I'll be as surprised as you are when it comes out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Partially. Um, no, I do feel like I, I have a word. I've, I feel like I've been hearing a word for a, probably a good, pretty heavy, solid week. Um, and, uh, and I feel like it really goes, it ties into Blake's message last week about seeing and hearing. And uh, so I'm, I'm stoked to share it. Uh, yeah, let's just pray for a second. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you're uh, uh, doing with Bethel Atlanta. Lord, I thank you for, for what we're not able to even see with our natural eyes and, and even some of times our spiritual eyes that you're doing behind the scenes at the, in the backdrop. Lord, we're just honored to be a part of the journey of what you're doing in the earth through Bethel Atlanta. We thank you that for such a time as this, we are here. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, and a heart to be abandoned to your word. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, cool. So the, um, you know, the word I've been hearing pretty loudly throughout this whole week is perspective. Um, perspective is a very unique thing. It's interesting. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the word I've been hearing. And what's kind of funny is, you know, it, it ties in a little bit with uh, uh, a word that I had for 2020. And, you know, if usually around coming the first of the year or anything like that, if this is an issue, I can swap. You just let me know. Uh, so usually right around the time when it gets to the beginning of the year, you know, us prophetic people, right? We're like, okay, what's the Lord saying for the year? We're getting some word that he's going to give us some direction for where he's taking us. And man, I didn't really hear anything for 2021, which is really odd. Um, and so here we are like, you know, now in month five of 2021 and still haven't heard like a word for the year. We're almost halfway through. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I heard probably a couple weeks ago, um, the Lord reminded me of the word that I had for 2020. And he says, yeah, I go, he goes, you remember that word? I go, yeah, I remember that word. And he says, yeah, I'm not done with that word. Wow. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. It's 
Sometimes we're like ready to get out of a season so we can get into another season. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm not done with that season yet. So I'll, I'm gonna just gonna really quickly recap this word. Um, I feel like it'll, it'll tie into where we're gonna go this morning. Um, in, the, in the word, what I saw was, uh, I saw a photographer and you have to go with me because if you know photography, this won't, this won't be accurate, <laughs> but it is in the heavens, okay? And so, uh, so I saw a photographer and, and, and he was kneeling down and it was kind of like you had like, you know, mountains and views and all the stuff in the background and, and, and like, so you're like, you know, you're in the mountains. So I'm in the mountains a lot. So that's kind of where we were um, with trees and all the beautiful things. And, and he's sitting there and he's got like a 55 millimeter lens, right? So just kind of a wide angle, short lens. And, and I saw him take off the lens. The Lord took off the lens of the camera and put on a long like tele, telescope John's going to correct me later. <laughs> uh, some la- lar- larger lens, like 300 millimeter or something, right? And, but it, it, and what it did was, it was interesting is because it, it panned out. It was a wide angle, longer lens. That's why it's not accurate, but it is in heavens. Wide angle, longer lens. And what it did was it zeroed in and all of a sudden it brought into view what was in the background the whole time that you couldn't see because we were so using this other lens and just seeing what was in front of us. And so as it zoomed out, it zoomed out like this. And you could see what was, what, you know, everything in the background. And then it zoomed in almost like a macro lens, like to, you know, super, super detailed, defined, like you see the water drop on the back of the ladybug. You know what I mean? Like that kind of a macro lens. And so it's super like down here. So I saw this all happen. And then as it happened, I heard the Lord say, um, I'm, I'm widening, and it was 2020, remember? I know you guys remember when it was 2020. <laughs> We're trying to forget, I know. <laughs> but it was like, you know, the vision, right? It was the word. And, and he says, look, I'm, I'm, I'm opening up your eyes to see what I've been doing over the course of humanity all along in the background. And the purpose is so that I can give you a narrowed focus assignment that you can put your hands to. That's the macro lens, right? So there's this like multi, this multi thing that was happening. It was showing us a bigger picture so that we could see the narrowed focus, sharp, sharp image uh, of what we were assignment, if you will. And so, um, so I heard that. And then I also heard a rebuke. He says, hey, it's gonna be really important that you don't partner with the spirit of cynicism in this, in this season because it's gonna be real easy to do so. Now, fast forward, (laughs) we're like, whoa. And I'm like, I caught me in October, November. I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot about that word. And here I've been doing it, right? I mean, how easy has it been to be cynical in the season that we've been in? And, And so that was, you know, December, November, December, 2019, I get this word, right? And then COVID, remember COVID hit? You remember that back when that happened? And, uh, and then I got another word, and, I, and, and in that season, I heard the word, it was time for advancement, not to retreat. It's time to not to partner with the spirit of fear, but to actually invest and move forward in your, in your, uh, uh, in your comings and goings. Like, it's time to move forward and actually plan and prepare and be ready so that you can come out of the season stronger than when you went in. So I heard that in March of last year, right when we got on lockdown. So that's just kind of a little recap, a couple words I heard. And then, so like I said, hearing what the Lord said about, um, I'm not done with those words. You know, uh, maybe kind of go back to it and remember like, okay, reset my eyes. Are we not help grateful for the, the word of the Lord? 
Because without the word of the Lord, man, we'd be left up to what? Oh, our own understanding. Oh, that's great. Let's read a scripture. <laughs> All right. So Proverbs 3, we know this one. one uh, 3, 3 through 5. Oh, no, no, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. It will be, fear the Lord and turn from evil, and it will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. So if we didn't have the word of the Lord, man, so we'd just be left up to our own understanding to figure it out. And, and this is where I want to talk about, like with, with the prophetic word about, hey, I'm going to give you a bigger uh, uh, vantage point. I want to give you, show you what I've been doing in the background. I want to give you a different perspective, right? That's the lenses. How many of you know we have a lens? The way we see, right? I've got glasses, you've got glasses. Like we, we, we see the world through a lens. If you've heard Chris Valentin ever talk about this, we'll talk about your accent, right? Yeah. That we have an accent. Do we have an accent? Yeah. Luther has an accent. I don't have an accent, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but Luther says, I don't have an accent. Dan's got an accent, right? We all have an accent, but we don't realize it because it's ours. My accent's right. I speak the right way. I mean, I don't know how some of y'all down here in the South speak. I sometimes have a hard time understanding. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you, guys, you guys don't speak normal English. But it's funny how really tied we get to our accents, isn't it? And so our accent is really our lens, isn't it? We see the world, our worldview, with an accent. And what's interesting, especially when we get into scriptures like, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, is that my understanding is developed and has come from my accent. Your understanding has come from and been developed from your accent, the way in which you see the world. Now, when we're getting into, we're going to dive into a little bit of just kind of the way we see it real quick. Um, and then uh, I really want to get to um, some of the scripture. But our perception or the way we see, the lens that we have is a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something. It's a lens. It's a filter. Some people say a grid, right? Well, that's not really on my grid. <clears throat> I was in Australia and they didn't have words like we had for that. And it was like, I had to find different words to say the same thing because they didn't, that wasn't in their language, which is another perfect example of perspective. <laughs> our perception, the way we see is shaped by our experience. Our understanding, your lens, your worldview, the way in which you see the world, the way you process information that's coming in through your eyes is shaped, the filtered by your, the events that you have had in your life, by uh, uh, traumatic experiences, by culture that you grew up in, uh, family upbringing, your family of origin, as we would say, uh, your church that you grew up in, your education experience, your anything that has, has sh all this has shaped us throughout our life, right? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent, doesn't matter. All of it has shaped us. So my understanding, my way of thinking, my way of seeing is all filtered through my life experience. 
which isn't always good. <laughs> but it's right. Oh. No? It's right, though, right? It's right to me. Because it's what I know. It's my understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. I'm so grateful for the word of the Lord. I'm so grateful for heaven because it helps us see what we cannot see because we will only see what we've, all, what we've always seen. That's profound, I know. <laughs> but I'll say it again. We will only see what we've always seen if it isn't for heaven giving us eyes to see something different. Now, what's fascinating about our experience in life and, and perception and perspective is what it does is it actually shapes and de defines our expectation. In other words, in my life experience, because I've seen it and experienced it and been through it, I will expect to see it again. You guys tracking with me? This is foundation. So what you have experienced in life, you will expect to see again. And guess what happens? You see it again. Do you ever notice you always see what you're looking for? Now, what's that look like? Well, that looks like if I have tra traumatic experiences, if I've had a hard life, if I've had uh, uh, not very good fun times in my life, I will expect to see them again because it's what I know. And the result is I actually encounter it again. And it's a cycle. You can play this out in your own life, right? Our lives become a cycle because we will expect to see what has happened before. Which when we see it, it reaffirms that what we think is true. Ooh. But it is true, Dan. Yeah, it's, it's, what I, this is how I define it. It's a fact, but it's not the capital truth. Just because we've experienced it in life doesn't mean it's capital truth. It, I know it's well it's my truth it's your truth it's not his truth it's fact it happened it, but it's not his design it's real and not to be overlooked but there's more that he wants to draw us into so what's fascinating is this is just like the psychology of the mind right this is just how we function and what's fascinating is, is we often find ourselves, and this is where I, I find you know, this word that I've heard this week where he says, he's just been saying perspective over and over, um, is he said, it's been in relation to this prophetic word that I heard in 2019 for 2020 that he now tells me it's not over. He's not done with that word yet. He's trying to show us something bigger and how this ties in, what's fascinating is we, 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 we are filtering the world through our experience, not through his eyes. The result, I believe, is we've gotten sidetracked. I think we've gotten sidetracked with good things. 
But see, the word I heard doesn't just for the body of Christ, it was for humanity. I'm handing out assignments. I'm giving, trying to give you a bigger picture so that you can get, lay your hands to an assignment. I've seen more assignments get handed out in the last year than a long time. Even when COVID hit, I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is, this'll happen. People are, people's lives will be redirected because of this. They will lay their hands to something different. Careers will change. Courses of life will change. Their trajectory will change. They will receive a new assignment. And I, so I believe all that's, that's all happened, right? We watched that happen. But what I think we missed is we missed what the Lord was trying to show us, which is, can you just pan out for a second and let me show you what I've been doing over the course of humanity, my narrative over humanity? Because out of that, will you get your assignment? And I believe we missed his narrative over humanity. And what we did was we relied on our own understanding in grabbing a hold of an assignment. And so I would charge us this morning as we're hearing this message, are we laying our hands to the assignment the Lord is giving us in with the perspective of what heaven is doing as a whole? And not just what makes sense. Because I would pose that if you can understand the solution, you may not see the problem. That's hard for me because I'm, I'm a problem solver. <laughs> but if I can understand it, well, then it's only me that sees it. And is it me? Is it just in my own understanding and in my own experience that I'm seeing a problem? Or am I hearing heaven? Because if heaven is giving a solution, I doubt one person can do it. Probably gonna take a body. Oh, oh shoot, that sounds like in Ephesians, right? We're connected by that which each joint supplies neatly fitted together. Oh, Oh, that's how this works? Yeah, yeah, no, we're not islands unto ourselves. We're not grabbing a hold of assignments and tearing off down the road by ourselves. Say amen if you're with me. Amen. Check if you're still there. When he said, I'm not done with that season yet, it charged me to even redirect. It's like, what am I putting my hands to? It's funny because this whole thing with perspective and our ability to kind of process information by our own understanding, when, when you're reading through the gospel, I'm like, I think that was really Jesus's main objective is can he just help people get the right perspective? Like, I won't, I won't take the time to read it. I was gonna read 46 verses this morning, but I'm like, maybe I won't. Uh, but I'm like reading through the, the, the whole, you know, it's like half of a chapter or something of when uh, Lazarus dies and he's gonna go uh, raise him from the dead. And we know the end of the story, right? But 46 verses and going through this whole thing, uh, uh, journey of waiting and, you know, the three days and getting there. By the time he gets there, he's been dead four days before he finally raised him to dead. But all the questions people asked were, were missed. Their, their questions were misses. Even some of them were right in the sense of like the heart. Like, you know, Jesus would say like, um, you know, oh yeah, he's, he's gonna be raised. And then, and then the other person would say, oh, well, we know he's gonna be raised after, in the resurrection. 
Like it's right, that's true. But, but they're filtering it through their own understanding and experience. And Jesus is like, no, 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 I'm saying something you don't understand. It's up here. Can you see up here for a second? I'm trying to tell you, I'm going to raise him from the dead. I know that's not on your grid. I know that's not in your understanding. Do you believe? Oh, yes, I believe. (laughs) Roll the stone away. Oh, wait, he's going to stink. Did I not say, do you believe? I'm trying to tell you we're going to do something that you don't understand. I'm going to show you. (laughs) something you don't understand. Will you go with me? I'm with you. Like that was Peter, right? I'm with you. The soldiers come to take him and what happens? Cut off the guy's ear. You're not doing this. Let me stand up. Look, he was doing something right. He was doing something in his own understanding was godly. It was, I'm protecting the savior of the world right now. And Jesus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're missing it. You can't see what I'm doing. And in your own efforts to lay hands to an assignment that feels right and feels good and feels godly is still a miss in what I'm doing. And I don't think we're in any different place than, than, we, than he, that was then. He's still on a mission to correct our perspective and, and give us a higher a way of seeing and understanding. I think it goes so beautiful on the heels of Blake's message last week that we can see and hear. You see, I think, I think even in this last year, we've had elements where we have heard, but we haven't seen. We hear injustice. We hear the wrongs. We hear the heartbeat of heaven for, for people. We hear the heartbeat of heaven for justice. But I think we're not seeing what are you doing? Because then what happens, we good? We're going here? You guys good? Is I see, right, in my own understanding, this is what's supposed to happen. This is the solution. This is what we're doing. And the fruit is you're doing it wrong. You're not doing it right. It shouldn't be like that. It should be like this. Hmm because it's my experience and it's true to me. And we're missing the heartbeat. We're missing his narrative over humanity. We're missing the bigger picture of what he's doing. And I said this in uh, uh, some message I spoke last year. uh, I think it was when we were streaming in uh, quarantine or whatever. And... um, you know, I said, uh, he's, he's, we have to be careful that we respond to what he is saying and not what I think I'm supposed to do in my own understanding. Because if I under, hear and see what he's saying, likely our assignment won't even make sense in the natural. That's when they march Jericho. <laughs> Okay, we're going to send the soldiers. We're going to send guys to, I would have sent guys to jump the fence. (laughs) Sneak their way in. Infiltrate the background. Take out the guy at the top. And God's strategy was was the band. (laughs) No, I want you to just march around here and play music. 
We can do that. When are we going in? Now, I'll march around. You're going to play music. You can do this for a few days. And then I want you to like bang these cymbals really loud at the end. Does that make sense? No. We think it as a cute story, but I, w- I would pose that we're not in any different season now. Because destroying hell, destroying the works of the enemy cannot be done by our own understanding. It cannot be done by our own efforts. Even if they're in good intention and even if they're godly, they might be great ideas. They might be God ideas, but we still have to have strategy of heaven because we will still be limited to our own experience, our own understanding, which is going to be extraordinarily limited and just I'm in a bubble. And if you're not in my bubble, you're not right. Which is what we do. It didn't have to be 2020 COVID year. I mean, take us back 10 years ago. That's just the way we are as humans. If it doesn't match this right here, well, it can't be right. And that's how we church shop, right? Oh. Come on, if we were in school, I'd be going and this would be not to be a problem. <laughs> but it is. I, I, we go and we look to see, is it going to match what's in my head? Because if he says something that doesn't match it in my head, not feeling the Lord on this one. I remember the first time I, you know, I was challenged, even though it was last year, I was like, did we not forget? Did we forget what we were doing here? Like we're being led by the Lord. <laughs> He's take us into places. We're outside, guys. <laughs> like, if we were going to be anywhere rational with our own understanding, this is not how we would do it. <laughs> Nor would we do it for two and a half years. <laughs> and I was challenged. I was like, the first time I went to Reading, it was in 2002. And... Uh, you know, is a spiritual father of mine in a Bible study group. In fact, the group where we met Stockmans and uh, we we're in this Bible study group and we went skiing and after the ski trip, he's like, we're going to go by Reading and go catch a church service. And I was like, okay, man, those guys scare me. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't, I'm, you know, I've definitely, I've been at some of those Bill Johnson meetings and, and you know, that's, that guy's weird. <laughs> it's not, it's not biblical what they're doing, you know, anyway. I had, I had a man, I had a bubble. And so I show up and I'm like, well, my spiritual father, he's pretty, he's a pretty smart guy. I'm like, he's not going to get fooled. I'll just go. Cause he's going. And I show up in the church service and I'm in the church service. And, uh, and you know, and it was wild. Cause it was like all this chaos. I, I mean, God's not a God of chaos. We have a verse for this. <laughs> right. Amen. And about by his stripes, you're healed. We're not a name it, claim it type of church. Like, that's not me, right? That's, that's my bubble. So I'm standing here. I couldn't figure out all this movement. Everybody's moving. What's happening? What's going on? And everyone just sway. I realized everyone was just swaying. I'm like, oh, because you don't, you know, we have to be, you know, honorable in the presence of the Lord. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and all this chaos is going on. And I'm like, I can't, I can't really handle it. It's out of order. And, uh, and I remember, uh, where she, uh, oh, I remember, I was like, okay, as long as the flags don't come out. Because that's definitely not godly. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's, you know, we can, 
I can deal with people swaying, but the flags, and, uh, and it's so funny, man. I, I swear I've never seen it happen again, but like a team of like eight people come flying out on the stage with flags, running out, and I'm like, I literally feel physical pain in my chest. I'm not kidding. I mean physical pain, and I'm like, see, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. Like, I'm feeling pain. It's the Lord. This is the devil. <laughs> so I, you think I'm kidding. I'm like literally meaning physical pain. I, this is the Lord speaking to me that this is not right. And uh, I, I remember getting on my knees and I'm just thinking about my spiritual father. And I'm like, okay, look, Lord, if I'm missing out on a blessing, help me see. And I remember standing up, opening my eyes and, and you know, I didn't have words for it then, but seeing an open vision and I saw us and his presence come down in the middle of us. And he, and he, and he, and he said, to the, uh, in regards to the worshipers, he says, they're doing this for me. And I was so convicted because I was like, who am I to say how so-and-so can worship you? Whoa, where, 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 what happened to me that I was the one that was going to deem what was okay and not okay? And I broke and just started bawling. And I remember this was a monumental moment in my life. I've, you know, my spiritual father was with me. He still, you know, speaks into my life. He says, you've never been the same since that day. You've never looked back because I encountered the presence of the Lord. And everything Bill said, I didn't believe. He's saying things I don't believe. It didn't match my bubble. Like Lance Wallnow says, even as prophetic of a culture as we are, we don't like embracing ideas we haven't had but in order to go where we've never gone, we have to embrace ideas we've never thought. We cannot limit ourselves to our own understanding. And our understanding is developed by our experience and the bubbles that we create around ourselves. The Lord is calling us to do things we cannot do. He's calling us to, to influence places we can't influence. If I can understand a strategy on how to change the uh, uh, two, three streets downtown in Atlanta, then it's not big enough. Then I haven't grasped what he's asking of me because what he's asking of us needs an us, not a me. That encounter changed my life, but it required me to actually be willing to let him correct me, disciple me, lead me, influence me, give me feedback. <laughs> if I'm missing out on something, can you, can you please show me? Because I don't want to miss out. And what's funny is we play, as I play, replay this story of even that event, it was my trust in a father that actually got me in the room. It was a trust in somebody who I trusted more than myself to speak into my life. That's who he was to me. The biggest decisions of my life were made in his loft as we processed kids and marriage and divorce and marriage again. <laughs> Lots of stories there. We'll tell them another day. Careers, 
And it was my trust in a father that got me in the room that led me to an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with the presence of God that so transformed my life that reminded me, is that not what we're doing here? (laughs) Are we just coming to see what we've always heard? To hear what we've always heard, to see what we've always seen, to reaffirm that the way I think is true. Is that what we're doing? I'm pretty sure we ran away from a life like that because that's what normal church is. I ran away from a life like that because that's not what I wanted. I wanted the Lord to lead me and guide me and take me into places that were uncomfortable, that were gonna lead me down roads I've never been and never seen, never experienced, do things through me that I would never dream was even possible. We wanna have an impact on a city and a region. We wanna do something that's never been done. We gotta let him lead us and guide us and give us strategies that don't make sense because it isn't gonna be up to my brilliant mind to do it or yours. This is, I'm speaking to me because I am Mark. This is hard for me because I can come up with some strategies. (laughs) But that's not good enough because what the Lord is calling us to is so much bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than my kids. Will we build something? Will we do something that will be here for generations and centuries? Like that whole idea is so foreign. The idea that they would set their hands to work for something, uh, building something like, uh, 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 what is it in Notre Dame, the building, is it Notre Dame? The cathedral. 900 years it took to build this thing. We are so short-sighted. <laughs> We can't lay our hands to something for six months. <laughs> Let alone see far enough to think this vision and what I'm laying my hands to and what I'm pursuing is going to be carried on for hundreds of years and someone else is going to be finishing that out and I won't see the end result, at least in this life. That takes wild perspective. Can we have our heartbeat in such a tune to the Lord that we're just simply hearing what he's asking and saying and responding accordingly? This word was a large word. And what I saw was a lot of people grabbed assignments, not even even non-believers. They grabbed assignments because they were being handed out, but it was misdirected. It wasn't the crazy band that was gonna break down a wall. It wasn't the Nehemiah who says, okay, we're going to do this. You've been trying this for years, but we're going to do something and do it in 52 days. Because he heard the word of the Lord and had a strategy and just did what the building with one hand and a sword in another, like it doesn't make sense. And in 52 days, accomplished something they hadn't done in generations. That's the kind of stuff we're called to do. That's the kind of stuff you and I are called to do in the region that we live in. Can we see heaven invade in such a way that wild, crazy, supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles are the fruit, not because of our great strategy, but simply because we just said yes. (laughs) Can we be that people and get out of our own way that I don't have to understand it? I don't even have to agree with it. 
it doesn't have to make sense to me because I am not led by my own understanding. I will trust in the Lord. I will inquire of him and let him guide my steps. And can that be good enough? Because the tension is, but I see that and it's not happening. But you're called to lay your hands to this. But I have a dream and a desire that's because of the Lord. Well, it may be, but if the Lord isn't putting, your, putting grace on it, trust me, you don't want to do it. Will you lay your hands to what you hear him saying? Will you open your eyes to see what he's showing? We've been called to something great at Bethel Atlanta a large call, a 13-year dream that is still in the baby stages of seeing what, it will come to, what will come to pass through us. Signs, wonders, and miracles will flow through your hands. The sick recovering, yeah. the blind eyes healed, souls saved cities influenced, statistics changing in our city. And sometimes, and probably most of the time, it won't be the way we think it should happen. You guys stand? Didn't mean to be so heavy. You guys close your eyes. Close your eyes for a second. Lift up your heads, lift up your gates. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear that we would just simply be obedient with the yes to your voice. Lord, will you help us to see where we're in our own way? Lord, will you help us impart a grace to us? I know you've called us sons. You've called us daughters. You've called us uh, uh, to be influenceable by you. But Lord, will you help us to see where we're not allowing you to influence us, where, we, where we're not allowing you to disciple us. Lord, help us see your vantage point. Lord, we just love you. Lord, I thank you for, for uh, what you've called us to, who you've called us to be. I thank you that you've called us sons and daughters. Lord, I thank you that you've got a destiny and a purpose for all of us and all of us together. I thank you, Lord, just continually, day by day, help us to see even larger and widen our perspective. Give us a greater lens. Help us see your heartbeat over humanity, that we would be moved with compassion to see heaven invade earth. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen? Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.